everyone to season two of Goddard in the World podcast. I am your host, Amanda Faye Laxon, and I'm here to tell you a couple of new updates uh, for season two. The first update is that my co-host from last season, Casey Corona, has moved on to new and exciting projects. Uh, We wish him all the best in his current ventures, and uh, we are so grateful for everything that he did to help us get season one off the ground and for lending his energy and spirit uh, to the project. And so um, thanks, Casey. The second piece of news is that Alumni Council member Rachel Economy will be helping me out with producing and editing and all that good stuff for this season, uh, season two of the podcast. And so um, we are very excited to have her on board. Uh, You may have heard her episode, uh, Rachel Economy, uh, last season. And if you didn't, I highly encourage you to check it out. Uh, She was one of my favorite guests and I have worked with her on a couple of different things since then, uh, personal and professional. So uh, Yeah, so I'm super excited to have Rachel aboard. The third thing, and uh, one of the reasons for the delay of the start of this season, is that I am pregnant. (laughs) Uh, I am due February 14, uh, Valentine's Day 2022. And um, I'm so excited and my husband and I are like super excited. And so, um, yeah, that's why it's taken a little bit to get this off the ground. But I promise you that it's worth it. I got to speak to a bunch of amazing guests over the summer and I'm excited to bring them to you this fall uh, in season two. And we are still looking for guests to fill out this season, season two and um, season three. So if you're interested in becoming a guest on Goddard in the World podcast, please visit goddardalumni.com slash podcast and contact us through there. And um, we'll be excited to have you um, either me or if if I'm on maternity leave, then um, the person who sits in this chair. (laughs) We'll be excited to interview you and get your work out into the world. Okay, so today I am talking to the Alumni Council. We are, there's about uh, five of us uh, in this interview session. Um, That's five out of eight. Um, And we recorded this episode at the end of July. And so a couple of things had have currently changed or finished since then. Um, The first was that we were super excited to talk up Alumni Weekend and being there and seeing each other in person. As you may or may not know, uh, that wasn't able to happen. If you are on Facebook, you will be able to glean why. (laughs) I won't go into that whole story right now. You can see it for yourself. Um, But just know that we had planned it. Aaron Cram and Kaylena Mills had had done an amazing job planning it and getting keynote speakers. Uh, Kaylena and I had talked about it over the summer and um, we were, yeah, really looking forward to see each other and see the campus, but um, didn't didn't work out. 
The second thing is that well, we're talking a lot about Alumni Council in the hopes of getting you, our listener, to join us on Alumni Council. But because of my delays, this episode is coming out at the end of the nomination period uh, for Alumni Council members. Um, if you can hear this and get your application in before nominations close. We would love to nominate, you know, see your nomination and see your application. If not, then please vote in the elections. Um, please vote in the elections for uh, alumni council nominations. Uh, vote in your city if you are having municipal elections. I did. I voted today uh, early for New York City mayor. So uh, I was excited to be able to do that. But yes, vote, vote. Always vote, vote for your municipal leaders, vote uh, state and uh, vote alumni council as well, because we are trying to represent your interests and we want to make sure that your voices are heard. Lastly, if you are unable to commit to alumni council, either because this is coming too late or because you don't have two years to give up of your volunteer time, which we totally understand. One of the things that we talk about in this episode is about task forces. And uh, those are ad hoc committees um, created just for a specific project. And um, we have a couple of them going on right now. Uh, you can find information about all of that on GoddardAlumni.com. You can lend your time and talents uh, just to like particular projects that you're interested in. If there's a task force or a project that you're interested in that hasn't been started yet, please reach out to us because someone might be able to to start it with you and you could take the lead on it. I don't know. Like um, we're always excited for alumni engagement and helping bring people's visions of like community engagement out into the world. So um, without further ado, I uh, really am excited about this episode because you might hear from us a lot individually or as a council online. I don't think that always reflects how much we enjoy each other, how much we love working together, and how much we respect each other. And so um, this conversation, I believe, does reflect all of those things. And um, I'm excited to, to show to show it to you, to show a little bit of our weird brains um, and our weird collective uh, brains to you. So uh, please enjoy and I will see you soon. Welcome, everyone, to Goddard in the World podcast. This podcast is a production of the Alumni Council. I am your host, Amanda Faye Laxon, and I am here today with members, the majority of the Alumni Council, uh, because we are here to talk to you about what it what it is, the history, and why you should join us, and what we're excited about, all that good stuff, um, and because you 
most likely are Goddard alumni, they should pertain to you. <laughs> so, all right. So I said I am Amanda Faye Laxon. I have been on alumni council from, I don't know, two years, three years now. I think this is my third year. Uh, so I was here from the beginning uh, of this current inception. And uh, I joined because I was the, I'm coming from New York City and I was the New York City uh, chapter leader and I wanted to figure out how to promote us, promote our work and uh, do more for uh, the awesome alumni of Goddard College. So I'm going to hand it over to Trisha. Trisha Shepard. I'm Trisha Shepard. I graduated from the IBA in 2008 and the MFAW in 2010. I'm coming from Boston, actually Gloucester, Mass., but I'm the Boston Regional Chairperson at the moment because my co-chair stepped down. The Alumni Council began as a collection of chapters, and there was a chapter in Boston, Washington, the Bay Area, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, and Brooklyn. And so Amanda and I met in, let's see, when did I go there? 2017, I think it was. Yeah, in, in the Brooklyn, the gorgeous Brooklyn Brownstone. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Uh, where we were recruited by uh, Meg Hammond to become the chapter leaders of our respective areas, right? Yes. And that first email that wrote, I'd love your help forming the Goddard College alumni chapter in Boston was September 2016. She has the receipts, everybody. She's <laughs> <laughs> very good at documentation. So um, that's awesome. That's great. Um, okay, Erin Cram, how you doing? Hi. Where are you coming from? I'm where do you there. usually come from and where are you now? <laughs> I, uh, I am currently in Connecticut, but I normally come from New York City. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you. So I was part of GGI. I graduated in 2017 um, and I did health arts and sciences. I was actually with Justin, who will be uh, introduced shortly. And so really my friendship with him, I think, led me into alumni council. Um, and I went to an alumni weekend. I talked with Amanda. I talked with Kaylina. And uh, I just thought it was a really great way to support a place that was very dear to me. Awesome. Justin, you have been mentioned. I have been tagged. Yes. <laughs> Justin Kagan. So I am Justin Kagan. I am in Orlando, Florida. Uh, beautiful, sunny, crazy hot Florida right now. Uh, I graduated from the IMA program with a concentration in consciousness studies in 2016. And I've been involved with the Alumni Council for, uh, I guess, about three years now. I think we're getting close to four, aren't we? Yeah, I don't know. I have I to check so. the gray in my beard and see if we'll that like, aligns like with three or four years. <laughs> so in any case, that whole journey started at the first alumni weekend um, that that Meg Hammond hosted on campus. And we we did some data collection through that process. Uh, and then she invited me to join what was later called the Data Batman Cowboy 
uh, <laughs> group that included Chris Heggie. Mm. And we were just sort of synthesizing all of that data that was collected at the first alumni weekend to understand what an alumni association and council should look like. Uh, oh. So that was sort of my introduction. And then being involved with all of you great folks and everyone else that is part of Alumni Council and the Alumni Association has made it really easy to stay involved um, with this overarching goal, of course, to support this healthy legacy for Goddard College. Uh, I have this deep passion to support the legacy of the college, you know, to make sure that what continues uh, matches what we project it to be. Awesome. The Data Batman Cowboy uh, group, it, who named that? <laughs> uh, it was a it was a collective naming process. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was actually, uh, I'm sorry, I, I misspoke. It's Batman Cowboy Data Club. Oh, Batman Cowboy Data Club. Batman okay. Cowboy Data Club. Yeah, just in mm -hmm. case there are any historians referencing this in the future. Yeah, Trisha is taking notes. So this is going this is going in the the archive of the alumni. <laughs> Let me just tell you of all the stories that I've heard at Goddard, you know, of of um, the debauchery, I, I can only tell you that the Batman Cowboy Data Club um it was wild, man. Like the way we were synthesizing data, just like stacking it left and right, Whoa. shifting it up and down. It was insane. It was, it was just, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I've heard of stories where, where folks were like sledding naked down a snowy hill. I don't yeah. know if that even compares to the way that we were synthesizing data in this club. Yes. But, well, I'm, I'm glad this is not a children's podcast because I mean, that's pretty, <laughs> pretty intense. It is intense. Data is always super intense, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, Justin. Uh, Kaylina, take us home. Where are you coming from? All right. How'd you get here? I feel like I've introduced myself on this podcast. I know. Like, too many times. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's all good. All good. My name is Kaylina Mills. I um, I live in Bath, Maine. And yeah, I graduated from the UGP2 program in 2018. And I promptly went to Alumni Weekend six months later in 2018, uh, which is when the Alumni Council was, you know, officially formed. Um, for a couple years, chapters and regional chapters have been forming. And then in 2018, um, the Alumni Association at that was on campus that year, we all voted on who should be council members. And, and that is how I got started in this. They were all like, she's really good at organizing. We nominate her. <laughs> so uh, that was the beginning of whatever the past three years have been. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that's, that's why I'm here. I'm the organizer of Alumni Council. I organize. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, you do organize. And I think, I think, um, I, I don't think I was there that 2018 um, no. alumni weekend. So I think I, I became part of the alumni council because I was chapter leader. <laughs> yeah. Is that yes. how I got is that how I got roped in? <laughs> yeah, in 2017, we uh -huh. were the alumni steering committee. And then mm. in 2018, we became the Alumni Council. Cool. Okay. 
So, yeah, so that's a little bit of the history. Is there anything we didn't cover about this current history of the Alumni Council? The website, GoddardAlumni.com, is is the, is the brainchild of everyone, but the uh, <laughs> onus has been on Justin Kagan to design and create, and he has done so, so much work. He talked about the gray in his beard, checking it, <laughs> checking the gray in his beard. And, and it's probably because of that. <laughs> like, so yeah, Justin, can you, can you tell us a little bit about, about that? Cause that's such a huge project that I was like super excited about from this past year, right? Is when you, we launched. Yeah. You're, you're talking about the gray in my beard specifically. Yeah. We, yeah. we have launched the project of making your beard gray. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it's been wildly effective. Yeah, great. Um, you know, and I do have to spend some extra time, you know, making sure that those gray hairs are aligned. No, so the <laughs> yeah, the uh, the website has been an incredible undertaking and, you know, I came to I think we all come to the council with these really random skills as is the standard of Goddard alum, right? Like you just have these really random fucking skills that don't necessarily align with your title or, or whatever else it's, you know, you pick these things up because you have to do things in the world. Uh, And building a website is one of those things. I don't build websites professionally, but I have built websites in the past and I guess that's why I built the website because I was the one who had some experience with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it was, it was kind of a wonderful process because we, we took off a lot of the restrictions that sometimes make building a website, at least in my experience, uh, very difficult, you know, and that is typically uh, a, a dollar sign, you know, like build me a website for a hundred dollars by lifting that restriction and then doing a ton of planning on the front end and then working with the money to to get to a place where it's all reasonable. Um, that allowed me to look at various different ways to do it. So we're using some a lot of pre-built products that kind of plug and play uh, together mm-hmm. and have done a really great job. I'm pretty impressed with most of those plugins. Some of them are giving us problems right now. But, um, <laughs> you know, the, thus is the nature of these things, I suppose. No, it's it's awesome. And I was this past uh, year when we were talking about launching this podcast <laughs> that we are all speaking on right now. I wasn't sure how we were going to do this and all of that. And when you showed us the the initial website and we launched, I got super excited about the things that we could do because I mean, the main reason that I'm here that I have been excited to be on alumni council is to figure out how to promote our alumni, like the work that we do out in the world. Um, and I, I, we all came to Goddard with different intentions and, you know, different different ways of approaching the world, but we all kind of share these similar values of creativity and bringing different worlds together and all of that. And so I, I think it's a really unique place and it's kind of unfortunate that, you know, we, we haven't had too much of a forum to, to, showcase ourselves. And so, so yeah, so I mean, I've worked with Justin a lot to like get the podcast up on the website. So every time 
I promote this podcast. You're being sent to thegoddardalumni.com podcast and the alumni spotlight blog is is connected to that. Uh, I, I mean, s- some of the entries are connected to it that that we've published. So yeah, I mean, it's it's really awesome. And you can join different groups. You can join your local like regional chapter group like uh, Trisha and I were talking about. And then we have different interest groups that we're going to like keep building. Uh, we have Kaylina and I did the anti-racist circle group. We were like putting announcements in and all of that. So yeah, it's just going to keep gaining more functionality <laughs> and um, sign up please and opt in to the, to the emails because we're going to be launching 2.0. <laughs> At some point, right? Seven point yeah, we've seven point yeah. <laughs> so our, I think it's maybe worth mentioning some of the history of how this all came about, and I'll I'll try to do so um, with as much sunshine in my voice as possible. So <laughs> you know, the, the alumni platform was slated in the budget as far back as I, I think the first year there. It was at least part of the discussion um, with yeah, Meg. 20- 2018. 2018. So, you know, it's been part of the discussion to build an alumni platform on Goddard's resources. And then for a a number of reasons, which, you know, I'm not going to comment on, but just sort of state that project was moved out of that budget. You know, that line item was moved off of their their annual budget for a couple Mm -hmm. of years. So we were sort of forced into either accepting that it could continue to be moved off of the budget or to build our own thing. And I think in perhaps something, you know, one of the uh, the more Goddard ways of creating things, we just sort of took it upon ourselves and democratically created this this virtual space. And in the end, I think that it has been so much better than what could have been created as a purchased product. I say mm-hmm. that from from a, a standpoint of having done all of the research, you know, being part of the group that did all of the research for those platforms when it was part of the the budget. Um, you know, we were doing that volunteer research to help the advancement office understand what platform will be best. So uh, I I think that in the end, our website is a much better fit for us. Not that those other products are bad products or anything like that. They're great. But for us, this allows us a lot of um, a, a lot of freedom in creating what we want. Like, for example, uh, none of those other platforms that we looked at had the ability to incorporate a podcast, or at least that wasn't part of the demonstration. Right. You know, so now we can very easily, I say that, sort of ingest, you know, very easily incorporate a podcast and Mm -hmm. uh, have that fully accessible through the website. So I think at the end of the day, even though it was a little rough to get started being pushed into this, um, I'm claiming it as a victory for the Alumni Council, you know, and, and that we can continue to own this as alumni owned, right? It's not um, college owned or anything. It's not ever at threat of being discontinued. As long as there's participation and involvement in this group, it, it will live on forever. So I think that's pretty powerful. And like everything we've ever even dreamt of doing, which we don't necessarily have capacity to do right now, can be done on the website. Like we've talked about doing uh, learning management systems. So Goddard alumni can post their own courses. Uh, we've, t- we've talked about 
um, doing a job board and a business mm-hmm. directory of Goddard alumni owned businesses, like all of these incredible things that those other platforms didn't have because they were just the networking piece. Right. Um, and so we have the networking piece and everything else we could ever dream of wanting. <laughs> so I am in love with the website and props to Justin for the hundreds and hundreds of hours that he put into building it seriously. Thank you. Um, Aaron, uh, <laughs> Aaron, in this group that we are talking at, like with right now, Aaron is one of our newer members. Can you tell me uh, something that you're currently working on or that you have worked on that you're super excited with, about in alumni council or like as part of alumni council? Mm. And I thought it would be great to plan future ones. And last year was pretty interesting because it was not on campus due to COVID, uh, you know, but we made it work. And so I worked with Kalina, I worked with uh, Trisha. And it's cool to meet as a group once a month, but then also to get into your own committee and, you know, iron out uh, details, talk with the college. That's awesome. What about Alumni Weekend? I mean, so so we did a podcast about alumni weekend, upcoming alumni weekend. So, um, and, and unfortunately we weren't able to have you on it. So like, what, what are you most excited about for this upcoming alumni weekend? Well, I'm excited that it will be in person again. Um, (laughs) So, uh, I, was lucky enough even last year when it wasn't in person to have been on campus. And I personally find campus to be a very magical place and kind of reminding me when I was a student, just kind of that, that euphoric learning space, I think that a lot of us get into. Um, So I think just being in Vermont in the fall, the leaves are changing. It's gorgeous. You can you know, go on a walk. Uh, my mom is very generous and lets me drive her car up. So I have a car to you know, explore if I want to. Uh, so yeah, I think being on campus is important. I also think that activities that are planned are really amazing to go to because they are facilitated by alum. Uh, Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. upcoming alumni weekend, we have four keynote speakers, which is a little change in format. And I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. Um, So really being on campus, connecting with people, the bonfire at night, you know, get some marshmallows, hang out, maybe have a margarita. (laughs) I don't know if I can say that on here, but. (laughs) Yeah, you can. (laughs) 
Like <laughs> I already pitched it. I she already did pitch the margarita. Yeah, so the unofficial margarita. I'm like, I think you just made it official. <laughs> like, so. Yeah, but the college doesn't take the liability if I say it. That's correct. I don't work for the college. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. Um, Trisha, you were pointing out your necklace, which is a mushroom. A, a mushroom and. Is that connected to alumni weekend? I'm supposed to be wearing a mushroom hat or something. For alumni weekend? For alumni weekend around the bonfire. Ah. Justin, don't look surprised. Oh, wait, where did this? You told me. Where did this come from? We were talking on one of our monthly meetings, or maybe it was a committee meeting. And Mm -hmm. um, Kalina, you remember, right? Uh, Yes, I do. Okay, good. (laughs) And we were talking about mushrooms, and I didn't know what they were. So they thought it would be fun if I wore a mushroom hat. Wait, you didn't know okay, what, I mushrooms what mushrooms were? are that you eat, <laughs> okay? But not do anything else with. Got it. So psychedelic mushrooms. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Yeah, okay, so there's saying. a Mario character that wears a, a mushroom it's hat. Toad. Toad, <laughs> whatever. And Trisha I'm supposed to find hats. one. Trisha wears the best hats. Yeah. And and that's why we said since she's not gonna partake in any and in any substances whatsoever, mm. let alone mushrooms. Right. That she should wear a mushroom hat to, Got it. to celebrate with us. <laughs> <laughs> Very so I'm good. looking for which hat to get. There are two that I really, really like. Ah, okay. I have to decide on which one. Mm. But I just want to say that, that we're not necessarily going to have mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I clear. We don't necessarily condone things or not condone things. So it's whatever. <laughs> but we condone play. It and came this up, is playing. Yes, it came up because one of the alumni we were considering asking to be a keynote speaker, does psychedelic research Got it. in Amsterdam. And so that oh. is why this came up. I just want a disclaimer there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all purely cool. academic. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, it, it has been academic. I mean, that is Goddard, especially like our... Uh, so, so when I graduated, it was just like IMA, Individualized Master of Arts. It wasn't Goddard Graduate Institute yet, but... Um, I am sure that I walked the same halls as people who were doing psychedelic research. I can't remember right now if there was anyone in my particular cohort, but um, yeah, it's, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Feel free to bring mushrooms. If you want to do mushrooms, just the (laughs) kindergarten teacher in me is putting the disclaimer here. (laughs) I am not partaking in mushrooms at all. Very good. Very good. I am only wearing them. Yes. I will eat them, regular ones. (laughs) Yes, on pizza. They're great. Yes. I love I love mushrooms on pizza. Okay. (laughs) All right, <laughs> let's let's refocus here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, this is so. Yeah, uh, this is a little bit of like we have actually this year been a lot more focused in our alumni council meetings. But oh this is God. what they used to. This is why they used to last like way too long, and you know, hard to get stuff done sometimes because because we do enjoy each other's company and just like to 
chat, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so that more thing about, yeah, please go for it. or not alumni council, alumni weekend. Yeah. Um, one cool thing is that we do fundraising for the college there. So there's a thermometer there, you know, it kind of gets exciting to, to hear how much has been donated and I don't know if Justin would like to tell the story of the bench yeah. and kind of how yeah. that's at Alumni Weekend. Yeah, so I, I may remember this a little bit differently than others because uh, I think I had already had one or two or three of those um, margaritas and marshmallows. So, <laughs> you know, it kind of is what it is. Um, but from my perspective, we were sitting around the fire. And as as many of you who are listening know that around the fire, there's this picnic table. Uh, that picnic table used to be this old decrepit picnic table. So a few folks who were sitting on it, uh, I think, upset the very delicate balance of of that picnic table. And uh, it also happened to be the place where all of the liquor and, and the wine and stuff was being stored, uh, you know, being the, the only natural flat surface there. Uh, so when they upset the balance of this picnic table, their wine was spilt. It was tragic. And uh, through that, that tragedy came this wonderful fundraising project um, that I understand rooted itself at that very moment when the wine was spilt. And then I heard about <laughs> for the first time at breakfast the next morning. So a few of us were sitting with Meg around breakfast and there was this conversation about the picnic table. And it's like, you know, there's enough of us here. We could just buy a new picnic table. And mm-hmm. uh, as I said, there were, the roots were already um, kind of put in place for this uh, this fundraising project the night before. And I don't want to name the person in case they don't want to be named. They they named uh, they they gave a certain amount towards this picnic table uh, in matching mm-hmm. funds. And and from this, Meg created this really explosive uh, campaign for a new a new picnic table. So I think it was within like 20 minutes or less, we had the funds for this picnic table. For me, that was an eye-opening moment because I haven't ever really done a lot of fundraising outside of, um, you know, like pretty standard process for nonprofit. And I've never done anything that was like this. So mm. it was eye-opening to me that when you create a fundraising campaign around something that people are passionate about, even if it's as dumb as a picnic table, it, it can be achieved in this really rapid uh, form of success, right? So we started brainstorming some other things that we could do. And I have this other, like one of my many passions about Goddard is to fundraise, to rehabilitate some of the facilities. Uh, so we started talking about that. And I'm not going to go down that path at the moment because, you know, there are a lot of things tied to that and priorities and funds, et cetera, et cetera, uh, as to why those things haven't happened. But we started talking about how we could do this sort of grassroots fundraising and, um, you know, change, making, uh, creating physical change on the campus through this kind of passionate uh, fundraising or, or passionate uh, involvement. So... Yeah, like, like I said, for me, it was a real game changer in the way I thought about that kind of that kind of thing. You know how we could come together in community and and create change so quickly. Mm. Yeah, and that was lovely. the first of of a series of fundraisers, like Aaron is saying. So that was 2017, and that was like 
that was just, that's the founding story of, of like alumni weekend basically. But, um, mm-hmm. then the next year we raised over $30,000 at alumni weekend in a pop-up campaign. And then in 2019, we raised over $35,000 again. And this year, or last year, it was only a virtual alumni weekend, but we still raised over $12,000 specifically for scholarships. We created an mm-hmm. alumni association scholarship for students. And, and this year, we're not fundraising for the school, but Alumni Council has incorporated as our own nonprofit. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> because as Justin alluded to earlier, you know, the website costs money. Uh, thing these projects that we're doing cost money, and right now the alumni council is just paying for that out of our own personal pockets. So you know, if if anyone <laughs> wants to help us out, <laughs> we would appreciate it. Yeah, I really like these tangible campaigns, like Justin is talking about, and because throwing money out into the void. <laughs> <laughs> just is and not necessarily knowing what it's going to so like you know it feels i don't know it it for me personally feels a little empty but fundraising for a bench fundraising for a particular scholarship um that that we get to give to a certain set of people uh is i think it's super exciting and so 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 we're hoping to launch different initiatives i think in the in the future, did you want to talk about uh, the the incorporation? Hey, oh, sure. Great. That just happened literally this week. Awesome. Um, but yeah, we've we've been talking about it on and off for since last summer, as a council. You know, because originally when the alumni association and the alumni council formed, with you know, kind of at the request of Meg Hammond who was the development director at the time, it, it was viewed as something that was going to be part of the college, the same way the student council and the faculty council and the staff council and all of those different constituent groups are part of the chartered governance structure of the college. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, alumni council just kind of kept getting told that that wasn't going to happen for us. Um, right. But we were still putting in tons and tons of time, right? Like last fiscal year, we put in over 1600 hours of volunteer work to make this, to make all these different projects happen. And so we decided to incorporate as our own thing so that when we're writing an MOU with the school and and we're doing these projects with the school that we, we have some, you know, backing, I guess, or some legitimacy. Um, so we just this week became an official Vermont nonprofit, which is really exciting. It gives us the power to do a lot more of the projects that we want to do, uh, Mm. moving forward. Some of which I mentioned earlier and yeah, there's just, there's just so many possibilities. And so every alumni is automatically um, a part of the alumni association. You don't have to like do anything. You don't have to pay dues or any of those silly things. So if you're an alumni, you're part of it. And I hope you join us in all these projects because they're freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like a million ways to join. I'm ve- I am also very excited about this new nonprofit structure or, or incorporate. I don't 
I wasn't part of that committee. So. Well, we are um, officially, uh, according to the state of Vermont, we are Goddard College Alumni Association Incorporated. Great. <laughs> we great. had to have either incorporated or corporation okay. as like our title, which I was like, this is so not Goddardly. <laughs> but, but whatever. It's, we I chose incorporated because I yeah. it sounded less uh businessy. Yeah. I like ink. Yeah. Like monsters. Anti fascist organization. <laughs> oh, right. Anti fascist organization was not an option. No, it wasn't. We couldn't be like anti fascist incorporated. That okay. was <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very funny though like anti-unincorporated <laughs> sounds very funny no matter what's in the middle <laughs> yeah um i i think it's really exciting to be an ink we have been operating independently from the college for at least the past year and as as we have mentioned a couple of times and we partner with the college and we have a friendly relationship with the college, but, you know, to do the things that we want to do to support the alumni association, it's easier for us to operate independently. So, yeah. Especially, you know, sometimes the desires of alumni are different from the desires of the college. And I think especially like we talked about with just now with the fundraising, Mm -hmm. alumni at Goddard are done being used as as a money teat (laughs) you know we don't just want to only be relevant when the school wants money from us so that's what like you said promoting alumni work in the world is Mm -hmm. is a big part of what we do we want to create meaningful experiences because we're more Mm -hmm. than just money we are lifelong learners as the mission of the college you know wanted us to be so we want lifelong learning opportunities and Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff so I, I didn't I'm so glad we're not just a fundraising arm of the school right. anymore. Like we kind of were for the first year or two. Right. Right. I'm glad we've finally struck out on our own so we can <laughs> we can do all of the cool things in addition to fundraising that, sure. that we want to do. Part of what's being uh, in alumni council is really being the voice of the alumni association. You know, so listening to what alumni are saying and then kind of relaying that to to the college. Um, so that's, you know, another reason why it's cool to be an alumni council. Yeah. Yeah. One of the reasons or one of the things, one of the early projects that I was super excited about earlier projects, like last year, I guess it was last year. Kaylina can correct me. Um, (laughs) uh, The silent auction. I was super excited. It was Kaylina's brainchild. Um, and as a fundraising project, And I wasn't planning to do anything for it. And then I started looking amongst just the people who had joined the New York City regional chapter on Facebook. And I was looking into everyone's different businesses because we have so many like entrepreneurs and artists um, in, in New York City alone, but like just throughout Goddard. And... I, you know, if if you probably re, like received like a pitch email from me uh, to donate something for the silent auction, but I was just so excited to see what everyone is doing out, out in the world, what they've created and what they have to offer. And so I am excited that we will have a space to 
showcase all of these, all of these wonderful things like businesses and, you know, business directory is upcoming, like, you know, next on the list. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I, I'm business directory and jobs board is what I want to do in this next year. That's yeah. like the project I really want to take on and launch with you guys. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. so important. <laughs> It's super important and um, creating a sustainable and um, mission driven business um, that is not soul sucking <laughs> or, or uh, yeah, is is really is really tough. And I really admire all all of the people out there who are who are doing that. And so, yeah, that's kind of a tangent, I guess. <laughs> No, but I agree. And I think like, like I don't run a business. Like I said, I'm a kindergarten teacher, but Mm -hmm. when it's Christmas time and I want to get gifts for people, I can go onto goddardalumni.com's business directory Mm -hmm. one day when we launch it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, and be like, okay, well, who can I get gifts for from Goddard alumni and really Mm -hmm. support fellow alum Mm -hmm. and also people, like you said, that have similar values um, in their business practices, right? They're sustainable or yeah. anti-racist and anti-capitalist yeah. and all of those mm-hmm. things. Um, that's something I really want to be able to do. Uh, maybe we'll myself. launch. Maybe we'll launch a holiday sale. Who knows? Like a little like holiday gift guide. Who you know? I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen that with other like business directory organizations. Yeah, um, it's fun to yeah. promote Goddard alum because they do such cool things. Um, mm-hmm. And I know you've had Jenny on the podcast, and yeah. I've definitely bought <laughs> tinctures oh. with present, uh, which are really, really fun to share. They are super fun to share, and I have <laughs> I've made some lifelong fans of her, like given her some lifelong fans um, that... <laughs> amongst like some of my best friends it's very funny because they get very upset when a tincture is run out like not not (laughs) like you know angry at her but they're just like oh no what am I gonna do I'm like okay we might need to talk about some addiction (laughs) it's it's all good overbearing ginger I am very addicted (laughs) to especially anytime cold season comes through I love Mm -hmm. Yeah, give less shits and like all of the, you know, there's so many. Yeah, we'll play, you know, (laughs) Jenny Patterson, corpusritual.com. Go, go to her website. It's, it's awesome. We all know her. So it's very exciting. I've heard that milky oak tops are coming back into stock soon if they aren't already. I have, I have heard that as well. Yes. (laughs) Um, Trisha. What are you excited about? What are you working on right now? I'm working on writing at the moment. And um, one of the things we're writing, uh, uh, the uh, Presidential Response Task Force team Mm -hmm. is writing a cover letter and some value statement documents in order to improve the uh, initiation of our new president from um, the experience Bernard felt when he came. Mm-hmm. He was wished he had known the Goddard climate much better. Mm-hmm. And so we are trying to make this current person uh, who starts on the second um, that uh, 
He has a little bit of an idea of what the magic of Goddard really is Mm -hmm. and what we are as a community. Yes, he can see that we're student-directed learning, but that is a catchphrase. It's not really the same at Goddard as it is in many other school colleges. And so I've been working on that with the concept of uh, something of my father's where less is more. Yeah. And we started out with 15 pages of this letter (laughs) and we've broken it down to a statement and a cover letter, but the cover letter is still three pages long. So we're still trying to... (laughs) Make it as concise as possible. And I love doing that because mm-hmm. it's it's playing with words. It's, it's trying to become as authentic as possible. Mm-hmm. And all of that with this community is fantastic to do. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So that's what I'm working on. That's awesome. Trisha's our queen of, of wordsmithing <laughs> yeah. and like making sure all the punctuation and, the yes. and everything is the same. Like she makes sure everything I'm a little we- obsessive. Everything we do looks beautiful because of Trisha. That's, I mean, it's super important. I mean, Trisha is an amazing editor and very precise in your language. Like, and so I think I think it's really important um, because writing is communicating. <laughs> and if what you have written and in the format you've written it doesn't communicate the idea that you want or or is not the delivery system in which like someone is going to receive that idea then it it didn't work it was unsuccessful so so yeah so trisha is very good at um parsing language and thank you the anti-racist circle, which I worked on with Kaylina, and we've talked about a couple of times already on this podcast, but that that just completed its current round, I don't know, a week and a half ago or something, maybe two weeks ago. And um, we had some lovely involvement and we'll, we'll see what happens next, but hopefully whatever happens next includes people who are not on the alumni council, like that were, that were involved with the anti-racist who came (laughs) and, and did a lot of work, uh, a lot of awesome work. Yeah. So Kaylina, you're up. What are you excited about? You've, you've, you've talked about a couple of the other projects, but something you yourself are excited about. I feel like I've been popping in. No, Um, I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, I I think, like I said, I'm excited about the job board and the business directory. I feel like those are both something alumni have repeatedly been asking us for, for the past three years. Yeah. Um, at our alumni association meetings, which so far have just been once a year, um, but we're hoping to do maybe twice a year, three times a year moving forward. That's something we've heard over and over. So the first thing was the platform, the networking platform, and Justin Mm -hmm. made that possible for us. And then the kind of follow up on that is the business directory and the job board. So Mm -hmm. that's something I'm excited about. 
in general, I'm just excited about everything that we do. <laughs> um, I, I started this year the Alumni Ambassador Program in partnership mm-hmm. with the Admissions Department, which, you know, it's, it's the first time they've ever done that. Um, so it's, it's exciting to be doing that, although it's not a super active project because they just call you when they have a prospective student for you to talk to. So, right. uh, you know, it's not something we do regularly. I work on alumni weekend with Aaron and I've already mm-hmm. talked about that here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I just, I think I'm all the stuff we're doing is really cool. And what I'm most excited about, I guess, is bringing new people in at the next election cycle. So our elections happen in November. So if you want to join alumni council, you would nominate yourself in October. And yeah, so I'm excited about that because from the very beginning, uh, the first year that we did this, it was just me, Justin, Trisha, Amanda, and Rebecca Heimel, who's no longer on the council. But um, it was just the five of us. And most of that year, we spent writing our charter, which we tried to write so that we would have a sustainable council so that it wasn't just the five of us, you know, who had to keep this going forever. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm excited about bringing new people in. I think we've, we've, you know, finessed the charter oh, since the first year. Um, and I think we've built some really exciting projects that people are going to want to be part of in the past year. And I'm just excited to get new people in who who are excited about their own projects or contributing to existing projects and really making this sustainable because theoretically <laughs> the four people that I just named who are still on the council are term we are term limited next uh November. So mm-hmm. November 2022 we're done. This is our last right. year and I'm just really invested in this last year in in making sure that everything's set for new people to take over and continue running this because Mm -hmm. like Justin said, there's gray hair happening. (laughs) Okay. So I have, uh, I'm 26. I have now three gray hairs and they all came after I started doing this job. Okay. (laughs) So I'm just saying that's a coincidence, Lena. (laughs) I'm just saying I'm burnt out. Um, you know, And I'm excited to train new people and get new people excited. Well, I mean, we we wrote the term limitations into the charter. I I don't remember whose idea it was. I know that Trisha advocated for it. And I I I don't know. Like, I I don't remember all of those conversations because I block that information. (laughs) But but. I I think it is really important because because of burnout and because it's it should be something that that new people are excited about and and you know make their own and so any of the projects that we've mentioned um we are excited to train people on <laughs> like you won't be dark on 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 any of that and we always encourage people to start new projects and we do our best to try to support support those new projects i should mention that we today we are 5 um but we usually have a couple of people who couldn't be here today. Uh, Rachel Economy, Chris Hagee, and Jason. Jason. What's his last name? Jason Graf. Jason Graf, yes. So um, they 
they joined us on the council last year. Like, yep. Yep. In November, 2020. Yep. So, and they're great. And they have, they have worked on these different committee, like and different projects that we've talked about. They just couldn't be here for this particular podcasting session. Um, and so, yeah, I, it can feel very overwhelming. And this is something that we have talked about as a group when we talk about all the stuff that we have done, but we, we want people to <laughs> enter at their own pace and ability and bring their own skills. Cause everyone has different skills. Like Justin is saying, <laughs> like, you know, I did not have podcasting skills. Um, I learned them. I had audio skills. Uh, I had audio editing skills. I have storytelling skills, but you know, I, I learned how to do most of this because I was wanted to start a podcast. <laughs> so yeah. So, so if you're think, willing to learn, I think it's really, you know, we will bring you on totally. And, and I think what you said that it's overwhelming is true. If you, um, entering something that's so in motion already can be overwhelming. Like we've named like a thousand different projects today, yeah, yeah. but I think it's important to understand, like I said, it started with five people. And in that first year we supported the colleges together for Goddard fundraising campaign. And we wrote a charter and that's all we did. And between yeah. the five of us, we had like 150 volunteer hours for the whole year. Mm. And then the second year, we brought on four new people. So suddenly we're, we were nine people and we ran the silent auction and we launched a website. Those were our two big projects. And as a collective, we had 350 hours. Mm -hmm. This year we have um, eight people and we've run an anti-racist circle and continued to grow the website and are doing a small business circle and a podcast and all of these things. Like there's so many things constantly happening but it's all just because it was one person's idea and they mm -hmm. wanted to do it and they put their time into it. So if you have like in a true Goddard way, if you, there's something you want to do, mm -hmm. do it, <laughs> which yeah. is not, you know, necessarily the most practical advice, but like, this is a, this is what we make it. Mm -hmm. And so don't feel overwhelmed by everything that's already going on. Mm -hmm. And that you have to continue that if those aren't your thing, there are other things, right? And so I just, I want people to feel excited about joining because there's so much potential and you can really do what you want to do to support alumni. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Having the, the space and community to explore those projects is also really interesting. Uh, and, and we have built this infrastructure, this foundation, uh, both in, in terms of what our group is about, but also how our group functions, like through the website and that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, there there's some really great space for folks who are interested in pursuing some specific project to do so in community. So like you said, if if yeah. someone doesn't have particular skills, there may be someone in this community who knows how to do those things. And that's one of the primary goals, I think, of what we've been organizing for the past few years is creating this community that you can pull on as a resource uh, to further your own knowledge, to to further your own personal and professional goals um, and, and just create what you want to in the world. You know, so... It's like if you want to create a podcast to support this, you know, then we can find some space on the website for it, you know, or if you want to create a silent auction, 
to support alumni and showcase what they're doing in the world, we can find a place on the website for that. And not that the website is like everything, but you know, it currently acts as something of a hub for us. So it's, it's nice that in community, we can come together and collaborate over these things. Um, on a related note, I just want to add that being part of this community, the, the Alumni Council and Alumni Association has given me a lot more insight into how to do some of the things that we've done to build the foundation of this, right? So like creating policy documents is a, a strong example from my personal experience. I've written some things in the past for my small nonprofit, but going through that process and community uh, with people who have done it in various iterations has been incredibly yeah. insightful and, and very enlightening, you know, about how to structure a document, uh, you know, what to look for in editing and all, all other kinds of, you know, maybe boring stuff. But what I have found to be very educational, you know, something that I'm even implementing mm -hmm. in terms of, uh, like my syllabi for my college classes, mm -hmm. I'm taking that same approach and making sure that there's consistency throughout and that, you know, formatting and stuff that doesn't necessarily seem important until you understand it is important, you know? And so playing that out in those ways can, can be impactful to people who are viewing the document. And in addition to these professional things, which I do think I also have like learned a lot of things that are helping me in my career but also like we're all friends now. <laughs> like I, I'm the only, well, Trisha graduated from the IBA program too, but into that 10 years before I did. So we didn't know each other as students. So I didn't know any of you as students. And now like <laughs> Justin is coming to my house before alumni <laughs> weekend. We're road tripping to alumni weekend together, you know? And like, yeah. Um, I, I have no doubt that if I wanted to go to New York, I could crash on Aaron or Amanda's couch or like yeah. any of these things. I, we text each other memes and jokes and it's, there's, there's a lot of friendship that has been built here, mm -hmm. which I love because I have my, you know, old Goddard friends who I was students with and that mm -hmm. I'm close with in that way. But you guys are just my more active Goddard friends at the moment. Cause I see you guys all the time and we talk all the time and it's just, it's fun. We joke around a lot. Mm -hmm. um, even th there's a joke in our charter. Can you find it? <laughs> Wait, is it a joke? Um, so yeah. Is it so, a joke though? Is it? It's, well, you you can decide. <laughs> it's you the know. official policy. If you read it, that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. So I just there's a lot of professional growth, but I also feel like this has been a great social space in a lot of ways. So. We should make that a challenge. They should go find it. <laughs> and anybody who finds it could report back to us in some fashion. <laughs> then you get yeah. <laughs> then you get to run your own committee. No, I don't know. Right. <laughs> we'll nominate you for membership. Get to. Erin, um, why should people join? Join us. Join us. <laughs> I think you have hit on a lot of point. And, you know, the founding members, I am not as active, right? I go to the monthly meetings. My main thing is alumni weekend planning mm -hmm. that. Um, so I really do think that there's some flexibility <laughs> and in what you decide to do if you decide to be on two or three committees. Uh, so I do like that flexibility about it. I agree that uh, it is really cool to have an idea. Like I love 
hearing, like I heard about the podcast and now I'm talking on the podcast. (laughs) I hope to join the next anti-racist circle that you Mm -hmm. do. And I'm really excited when Rachel uh, started, she had a vision for a business happy hour. And so just Mm -hmm. seeing her work through that process, I think is really, really cool. And knowing that whatever amount of time you have, so you might be in a period of time where you uh, have a lot of it. (laughs) And then like for me in the summer, I have a lot more time. And then as soon as fall hits, uh, I am teaching, I'm an algebra teacher in Queens and shout out Queens. And I have almost no time or all of my time is, you know, with students and then I can give a few hours here and there. So I really appreciate that flexibility. And I think you mentioned this before, but just being with people that have similar values and Goddard was a really special time in my life. So Mm -hmm. also being with people that went to the school and have a, I don't know, passion is too strong of a word, but, you know, passion or affinity, not only supporting the college, but, and, you know, aligning with, with those values there, but also supporting alumni and, you know, listening, what do alumni need? How can we connect? Uh, How can we bring this community to more places and really support ourselves, not just in learning, but also in our careers and practical things in making the world a better place. So, I mean, I could go on and on and that was probably rambling a little bit, but I just really feel proud of being part of a group that is bringing Goddard to the world. Awesome. Thank you. Trisha, give us, give us Three great reasons. <laughs> At least one. <laughs> okay. Three great reasons why somebody should join the alumni council yep. is R3. Because, you know, I, I, I can write. I can't speak very well. Uh, for me, it has kept me active. Mm-hmm. And I think I have met a group of people that I wouldn't necessarily have met before. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a a difference in our age group by about 20 years. I'm Mm -hmm. sure I'm older than any of you. But I can still talk and understand what you guys are saying most of the time. (laughs) I act as a good guinea pig to some of your ideas that come up and I have to say, hey, wait a minute, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But it keeps me reevaluating my own authenticity. So I know that how I'm trying to get through something is still the Goddard process that Mm. I used way back when Richard Panic would say, you have to go deeper. Ah. And I will have thought, I would have thought, you know, I've gone as deep as I can. What does he mean? And (laughs) it's not until living in the world that I've realized what he meant back then. Mm. And so I think it's the community aspect of why I joined Goddard in the first place mm-hmm. was to become a an annual goer to Clockhouse Writers Conference, mm-hmm. which is the conference that anyone who is a graduate of the MFAW program can go to. There's one offered by the Plainfield campus in June, July, and one in the winter uh, by the West Coast. Oh, okay. And so 
for me, I can be part of Goddard actively seeing Goddard people three times a year Mm -hmm. and is part of my life. And education has been my life for the last 30 years anyway, because my husband was a teacher. Mm. And um, so I enjoy being a part of the Goddard community. Awesome. And this just makes it more active. Yeah, that, that, that would be for me as well, because I was, I graduated from IMA in 2010 and then I kind of didn't do anything for, with with Goddard um, because there wasn't anything to do. There was no group to join. There was no, you know, alumni group. And so I would keep in touch with like certain people, like some some of my very close friends. Their, our first guest on the podcast was Mike Alvarez, Dr. Mike Alvarez now. <laughs> and so he's like one of my very close friends. Um, but that, those were like personal, you know, relationships. Um, there was no structure in place to like be in touch with Goddard people. And so um, over over the years, it they just, you know, it just kind of fell away. Um, I think we're, you know, I, I am friends with people on Facebook. Um, but, you know, <laughs> some of those people have fallen away as well for probably good reasons. <laughs> and um, the, the reasons being Facebook. Facebook is a soul sucking time monster, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so um, yeah, so I I don't remember the like emotional place in my life when I got that email about the like Brooklyn meetup um, for Goddard, but I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go. It's in Brooklyn, like you know, so I can. I can make it to Brooklyn, I suppose, (laughs) because if you live in Manhattan, um, you know, sometimes you don't want to do that. Um, (laughs) So whatever. Um, Aaron is very good at uh, traveling cross borough, I think. But um, yeah, so so when when that when that happened, um, the, the Brooklyn meetup and then. And then I got this email from Kaylina about alumni council and that I was on it. <laughs> I was like, excellent. <laughs> and so, but I remember our first meeting when we were um, meeting to write the charter. And I was like, this group is awesome. Like, it was so fun and so smart. And I'm like, it made me more excited again, like to to be in community because being the chapter chair, I, I did have a partner and he was great, but then he moved away. <laughs> and so so I didn't have him anymore. And and trying to sustain that by myself was really difficult. Um, and so coming into this group was was awesome because there's there's just like great ideas and like a lot of support and a lot of fun. And yeah, so that is why I advocate for joining, joining alumni council. I just have to say, like, this is so heartfelt and cute. And I feel like we just wrote a love letter to each other or something. (laughs) Everyone was like, so, you know, earnest. And I mean, it's, I'm not, everyone was true, but it was just like, we usually are just so jokey or focused on task. And I just feel like that was really beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We don't, we don't get to, to love on each other as much. Um, 
during our monthly meetings. Like that's not what we're focused on. So, so it's nice to have this this afternoon where we get to do that. <laughs> awesome. Well, does anyone else have anything they want to say? Yes, Justin, so, please. <clears throat> this may not have always been the case in the past. Um, but something that I'm very excited about with the current evolution of this council and why someone should join is we are moving quickly. I don't know how, I mean, for other people who are listening, who have been a part of um, this type of a group, you know, something similar, they can sometimes move very slowly. And, you know, as Kalina pointed mm-hmm. out, our first year was definitely a, a strong example of that. Although we we did accomplish some monumental tasks, you know, like writing the charter, um, this this document that yeah. needed to be very well thought through. But now we have such a strong foundation that we're able to really push through some projects quickly, you know, and we're able to act quickly. So if one of the things that you dislike about volunteering for small groups is that they move slow, then this is a good opportunity to volunteer because we are moving quickly. I mean, I I think uh, Mm -hmm. every single one of us have noted some project that has uh, come about either in this past year or the year before that that moved very quickly compared to how it would have moved if we weren't organized independently, if we weren't structured the way that we are so that we can um, have our committees and then our task forces to execute. Um, you know, so I think that we're just in a really good place with all of that structure uh, so that someone coming on now doesn't really have to think too much about all of that and can instead just focus on what they want to do with their volunteer time. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking about it, yeah. and like I said, that is one of the things that may have otherwise dissuaded you, um, you know, rest assured that things move quickly now. So uh, that's that's exciting to be a part of, you know, and see things really manifest and, and sparkle like that. Yeah. Awesome. I want to second that. The pace at which we've grown each year is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like other people at nonprofits that I know who that are like directors of nonprofits are like, how are you guys accomplishing all of this? (laughs) And they're paid to do their jobs. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's not a lot of bureaucracy in our group and Kaylina is the organizer, but she will always say, please don't, please don't involve me if if I don't have to be involved. (laughs) No, I mean, it's not like you have to ask permission from her or anyone else to start a project. And so Um, I think that can, I mean, there's, there's gotta be some sort of corporate jargon in here about that, but like, you know, it, 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 there's satisfaction in being able, like being important right away, (laughs) like, and being able to see results for something that you are excited about right away. It's, uh, I just want to add a footnote too. It's also not that you have to come in and create something new. Right. So if you're interested in volunteering, right. but you don't necessarily have an idea that you want to, you know, pull out of thin air, there's plenty of stuff going on that you can involve yourself in, you know, and, and we can absolutely um, bring in your talents and, and skills to to any of these different projects that are ongoing to you know, produce something really positive. So just wanted to add that, like, you yes. don't have to come in with a brand new idea. It's something you can build off of something that already exists too. Yes. Very true. Well, thank you all for spending your afternoon with 
with me and with the podcast. I'm sure it was very instructive for people who have not been on alumni council who would be part of it. Uh, yeah. Thanks for this sending the margaritas. Thank you all. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't get them. I didn't send any margaritas. That's Kaylina's job. <laughs> Sorry, I dropped the ball on this one. I'll give you guys two in October. There you go. Weekend. There you go. I guess I gotta go look at my mushrooms then. There you go, Margaret. <laughs> I am so confused on this bit. <laughs> I'm very excited to hear more about it. <laughs> Just before we sign off, has anyone started their alumni cabaret act yet? They're planning for that? Okay. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't usually do that. I don't do that. I will, okay. I will record. I will photograph. I, you know, maybe the podcast will be there. We'll see. <laughs> Um, to record and I'm just saying like now you know, is the time whatever. to start planning yes yeah yeah I feel like I, the day before cabaret is the time to start planning it's usually when people start planning <laughs> <laughs> well I actually got an email from an alum that was like how do I sign up for cabaret at alumni weekend and I was like well first you need to register for alumni weekend <laughs> yeah that's that's key that's key Yes. Awesome. Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks, Ciao. Thank you. See, you. see you next Bye. time. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this week's episode. For more information about anything we talked about, please check the show notes. This podcast is a project of Goddard Alumni Council. It is produced, hosted, and edited by Amanda Faye Laxon. If you are interested in being a guest on the podcast or would like more information, please visit goddardalumni.com slash podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast in your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. See you next time.